You're listening to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM. I'm Garrett Ashley Mullet, and I want to talk about everything. Biden not only gave Afghanistan back to the Taliban, he also allowed them to take possession of military bases, vehicles, communications, equipment, small arms, and ammunition. Point number one. Point number two, Biden is trying so hard to control the narrative on Afghanistan. His administration is even trying to censor the president of France. Point number three, Hollywood royalty and British lords are coming down hard on Biden, and rightly so. They should. Welcome back to the Garrett Ashley Mullet Show. This is Garrett Ashley Mullet. Today we're going to talk more about what's going on in Afghanistan. If you haven't yet, feel free to go back to the episode I recorded last week, Afghanistan Reconquered by the Taliban, August 15th. Also, two days later, August 17th, just like elections, ideas have consequences, where I talk more about the ideas at root here with the fall of Afghanistan. The surrendering of Afghanistan is really the way we should think about it. Sometimes I get the impression from Democrats that they really want Islamists to win. Do you get that impression too? How is it that ISIS comes up out of nowhere under Obama? How is it that they get funding and weapons and seize territory under Obama? And then Trump becomes president and suddenly they're being blasted back into the Stone Age again. How is it that Afghanistan is stable under Trump and Biden takes office and a mere six months later, we have given not only Afghanistan into the hands of the Taliban, but we have also allowed them to capture a great deal of military hardware that you and I, as American taxpayers, bought. We bought that. That was our weaponry. Those were our communications devices. Those were our bases. We built them. We built those airfields. We built that embassy with our money. We had those guns manufactured. We had the ammunition manufactured. And we had it shipped over there. We had those MRAPs and those Blackhawk helicopters manufactured. We paid for them. We built them. And now the Taliban has them. And not just the Taliban, but Al-Qaeda. And not just Al-Qaeda... But every Tom, Dick, and Harry in the Middle East, or around the world for that matter, who would like to buy these things now on the black market. An article from two days ago by Lee Brown in the New York Post titled, Taliban has billions in U.S. weapons, including Blackhawks, and up to 600,000 rifles. I'll read for you just a little bit of it. Quote, the Taliban has seized U.S. weapons left in Afghanistan worth billions, possibly including 600,000 assault rifles, some 2,000 armored vehicles, and 40 aircraft, including Blackhawks, according to reports. The U.S. gave the Afghan military an estimated $28 billion in weaponry 
between 2002 and 2017, including seven brand new helicopters delivered to Kabul just a month ago. The war chest also included the supply of at least 600,000 infantry weapons, including M16 assault rifles, as well as 162,000 pieces of communications equipment and 16,000 night vision goggles. In just two years, from 2017 to 2019, the U.S. gave 7,035 machine guns, 4,702 Humvees, 20,040 hand grenades, 2,520 bombs, and 1,394 grenade launchers, The Hill noted, citing a report last year from the Special Inspector General for Afghanistan Reconstruction, Saigar. Quote, everything that hasn't been destroyed is the Taliban's now, end quote, one U.S. official told Reuters, speaking on the condition of anonymity. I'll bet. I'll bet you're speaking on the condition of anonymity. The Biden administration might actually have a spine with going after you, unlike the Taliban. If you were Al-Qaeda, if you were the Taliban, you could probably say what you will with impunity. But if you're a U.S. official countering their narrative, watch out. They better not find out who you are. A article from yesterday at thedailywire.com by Ryan Saavedra. Biden admin considers strikes to destroy U.S. military equipment in Afghanistan after Taliban takeover. The Biden administration is reportedly considering launching strikes against some of the larger pieces of U.S. military equipment that were abandoned in Afghanistan and have been subsequently seized by extremists after Democrat President Joe Biden decided to pull out from the nation. Quote, the Biden administration is considering launching airstrikes against the larger equipment, Axios reported. They also fear that such a move could provoke the Taliban at a time where the U.S. is focusing on evacuating people from Afghanistan, end quote. Now, bear in mind, again, some of the larger equipment, some of does not include 600,000 rifles and untold millions of rounds of ammunition. That doesn't include probably all of the Humvees, That's probably just some aircraft. That certainly does not include the communications equipment. They're talking about airstrikes. That's nonsense. They're not going to. Maybe some Black Hawk helicopters. Maybe. But what a freaking waste. What a waste of money. What a waste of our blood, sweat, and tears and treasure as a country. What an absolute debacle. Biden is trying so hard to control the narrative here. His administration is trying to censor the president of France. An article also from yesterday by Chris Enlow over at theblaze.com titled White House Accused of Removing France's Plea that Biden Share in Moral Responsibility of Rescuing Afghans from Call Readout. Quote, the White House is being accused of removing from a readout of a call between French President Emmanuel Macron and President Joe Biden an impassioned plea from Macron calling on Biden to share in the moral responsibility of rescuing Afghan allies. The French government on Friday published a readout on the conversation, which took place Thursday, showing that Macron emphasized rescuing Afghan nationals who aided the U.S. and its allies during the military campaign in Afghanistan. Macron 
allegedly told Biden the U.S. and its allies have a collective moral responsibility toward such Afghans. The readout said in part, quote, President Macron spoke with U.S. President Joe Biden this evening about the situation in Afghanistan. He underscored the absolute need for swift, concrete coordination between the allies to ensure the evacuation of our citizens, Afghan men and women who worked for the allies, and those who are in danger. The head of state emphasized our collective moral responsibility toward the Afghan men and women who need our protection and who share our values. We cannot abandon them. Macron's plea for the U.S. to share in the moral responsibility of rescuing allies was absent in the Biden administration's version of the readout. Of course it was. Of course it was. They're not going to admit that France is now lecturing us on our moral responsibility to take swift, decisive action. Boy, that's embarrassing. That is going to leave a mark. Hollywood royalty, Angelina Jolie, says she is ashamed of Biden's withdrawal from Afghanistan. She described it as being taken in the most chaotic way imaginable. Angelina Jolie started an Instagram account on Friday and used the first post on her new platform to smash how poorly the Biden administration handled the American withdrawal from Afghanistan. In her first post on the social media platform, the Hollywood actress declared, it is sickening to watch Afghans being displaced yet again out of the fear and uncertainty that has gripped their country. Jolie lamented about the money spent in Afghanistan, which is estimated to be $2.26 trillion since 2001, and the loss of life, which is believed to be approximately 170,000 casualties. Quote, to spend so much time and money to have bloodshed and lives lost only to come to this is a failure almost impossible to understand. She wrote on her Instagram, which already has nearly 7 million followers in two days. Jolie shared that she started an Instagram page to share the stories and voices of those around the globe who are fighting for their basic human rights. This is the most chaotic way imaginable we could have withdrawn from Afghanistan. This is the most chaotic, disorderly, frenetic, shameful, deplorable, humiliating way we possibly could have left Afghanistan. However you think we should have left, however you think we should have gone into the country and what we should have done there, it is absolutely sickening. It is infuriating. It is shameful. It is an absolute debacle that we can't even guarantee the safety of our people in country. We allow billions and billions, tens of billions of dollars worth of military hardware to fall into the possession of the Taliban and Al-Qaeda. We allow China to taunt us to the world to threaten Taiwan with not an if war, a when war. We are going to come in and we are going to take you over. And there's not a damn thing that America is going to do about it. Iran, Russia, China, tickled. This is their win. Our humiliation, self-inflected wounds in Afghanistan is a win for Iran, Russia, and China. 
And what the world is going to conclude from this is that if we can't even figure out how to withdraw in an orderly way, our people, our allies, our hardware, our equipment from Afghanistan, how in the hell are we going to do jack diddly squat if Iran goes for a nuke? How in the hell are we going to do anything if Russia decides it wants to take back everything it once had during the glory days of the Soviet Union? And if China has, and they just have, threatened a first strike nuclear attack on Japan, if Japan puts even one soldier on Taiwan to stop them from taking the country, to aid in the defense of that country, is the world going to take America seriously when America says, no, you won't? No, you don't. It's one thing to look at the situation in Afghanistan and think to ourselves, that's so far away. We've got our own people to worry about. The Afghanis need to fend for themselves. Think a little bigger picture. Think about what this does to our alliance with Britain, with France, with Japan, with Australia. Think about what this does to our relationship, our detente, with Iran, Russia, and China. This is so much more costly than the vast majority of us have any ability to comprehend yet. This could be World War III, or if not, this could be China taking over the world. British lords condemn Biden administration for catastrophic bungling in Afghanistan. Another piece at the Daily Wire from yesterday. British Parliament unloads on Biden. Biden may have condemned the world to Chinese domination in future. Numerous members of the British Parliament slammed President Joe Biden this week in response to the catastrophe the president created in Afghanistan with his disastrous pullout and handling of the situation. The remarks came on Wednesday from members in the House of Lords, which is one of the two chambers in the British Parliament. Members blamed Biden for the situation and shamed him for trying to cast blame on others, including the Afghan military. Many of the members said that America's image was seriously damaged around the world and the West could suffer greatly in the years to come because nations may no longer trust the West to keep its promises. Yeah, you think? Do you think? That's another way of saying we have zero credibility now. We invest ourselves for 20 years and we can't figure out how to get our hardware and our people out of Afghanistan in an orderly way. We can't guarantee the safety of personnel trying to travel from the embassy to the airport in Kabul. Americans were beaten through the night, our State Department confirmed, seized and beaten through the night, tortured. If all that happened to them was that they were beaten, you should be shocked. Don't be so naive. If they admit that Americans were beaten, wait for news stories to come out in the months and weeks ahead, detailing gruesome torture the worst things you can possibly imagine being done to our American
personnel, our allied personnel in Afghanistan. And the Biden administration is either selling Afghanistan out to China because of the money that made its way into Biden's pockets by family connections, which we all should have known about, except for social media, big tech, censoring stories, literally blocking their share on Twitter, on Facebook, removing accounts, blocking, suspending accounts for the New York Post. I just read a news story from the New York Post. They didn't have a Twitter account for quite some time because they published a story about Hunter Biden and the corruption of the Biden family around the world, raking in millions and millions and millions of dollars off of the power and position and influence of Joe Biden as vice president and as presidential candidate. China bought and paid for this withdrawal, this debacle. I refuse to believe that this is all Biden's cognitive decline. I refuse to believe it. Is he all there? No. Is part of the reason he's not all there maybe a guilty conscience at the fact that he is a Benedict Arnold? See, that's the funny thing. For all the people that want to say that's conspiracy theory for us to say that he might be a Manchurian candidate, he's utterly and totally corrupt. And I'm sorry, the people who say there's no difference between Republicans and Democrats absolutely drive me up the wall. That is such an ignorant thing to say. You don't realize the millions and the tens of millions and the hundreds of millions of people around the world today whose lives hang in the balance based on whether a Democrat or a Republican is in office in this country. But you can't be bothered. It's all the same. No, it's not all the same. It is not all the same. It is not all the same. There's no difference. There's no difference between a Republican and a Democrat. Ideas don't have consequences. Our values, our priorities don't have consequences. We're talking about real flesh and blood, men, women, and children. If these were Americans, and if you could blame Republicans, we'd be hearing from Paul David Tripp and David Platt and Tim Keller and the whole lot of them. The whole of big evangelical leadership about how we Christians and the church have a responsibility to speak truth to power. And all of these young people who have so many friends who are brainwashed by a morally bankrupt public education system, a satanic pop culture. They don't want to step out of line and get canceled. How brave, how brave of you to virtue signal and bandwagon jump with all the rest of your generation it's sickening. And it's not without cost. And it's not without cost right now, right this minute. That's what makes me so absolutely infuriated. I am so absolutely disgusted with people who have contributed to this. For the people who said, the Bible tells me that abortion is a sin, but it doesn't tell me how I have to vote. 
in order to bring an end to it. God have mercy. Are you kidding me right now with this? Real women. Flogged. Beaten. Raped. Brutalized. Terrorized. We're talking a whole country of women right now because elections have consequences. And part of why as many Americans as did voted for Biden is because evangelical leaders and a whole lot of useful idiots said, there's no difference. It's just heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking and it deserves the same kind of rebuke that the master gives to the wicked servant who buried his talents in a field. To whom much has been given, much will be required. What country has been given more than America? What country has been blessed? We prayed for blessing. We prayed, God bless America. For how long? For how many years? How many decades? How many centuries of our country's existence? God bless America. God bless America. God bless you and God bless America. And what did we do with the blessings? Humiliated ourselves for the whole world to see. You know, the only silver lining in all of this is that the rainbow flags are not flying in Afghanistan anymore. But goodness gracious, how much better would it have been for us, for we, the people, to have been the ones taking down those rainbow flags? Everywhere I look, I see this lack of moral courage, this lack of certitude, this intentional ambiguity, this intentional confusion. We're confused on purpose. I'm not convinced that Biden is actually in cognitive decline. I think he's confused on purpose because he knows that the skeletons in his closet eventually come out. And if he can claim cognitive decline as a defense, that'll be better than the truth. And the truth is... He's corrupt. And it's either or. You who voted for him, you who said it doesn't matter if we vote for him or if we vote for Trump, no big deal. What's the difference? Mean tweets are as much of a spiritual hazard as what we're seeing now on our TV screens. I'm at a loss for words this week. I'm at a loss for words. We're home on quarantine And I am just beside myself, furious. I'm furious with evangelical Christian leadership who pandered because they thought the winds were blowing a certain direction and that young people wanted to hear criticism of Donald Trump and Republicans and conservatives and that that was going to sell. That was going to sell their books. That was going to get clicks. That was going to get butts in pews. Showing up, staying, tithing, giving them legitimacy and relevance. There's that word, that church growth expert word of the day, relevance. We've got to be relevant to the issues of our day. By all means, ask CNN and MSNBC what issues you should speak to next. Ask them for your talking points, by all means. And then lecture me, lecture conservative Christians who give a damn about this country, who give a damn about their families. Lecture us about how we need to not get political and not get so worked up. All the while, 
we accept passively this conformity with a godless, anti-Christian worldview. We got to stay relevant. Help you. How about you stay faithful? To say to say that we're going to stay relevant, and so we're going to water down certain things that the Bible says. We're going to soft pedal certain things that the Bible says. We're going to downplay the importance of certain things and elevate the importance of other things, like tweeting. We're going to elevate the importance of not tweeting mean things and not having typos like kafif. That's so embarrassing. Please, 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 dear Lord, I will gladly take the embarrassment of kafif over the abject humiliation of whatever this was the past week. When British lords are one after another taking to parliament, taking to the podium, taking to the microphone to castigate Joe Biden. They are not just castigating Joe Biden. They are castigating America. That's what you get when you have a representative form of government. It makes me so absolutely disgusted that so many of us refused to vote in the last election. Or if we did vote, we refused to talk about it openly because we were ashamed, because we were embarrassed, because we were scared. And now this is what we get. This represents us. This confusion, this cognitive decline, this play acting, this whatever you want to call it, whatever it actually is, God only knows. This represents us. Congratulations. Trump, for four years, he represented America. He really did. Loud, brash, confident, tell people what for, sock them in the eye. This is what we're doing. Don't care if you like it. That is America, or it was. And now America is cognitive decline, confusion. Where am I? What am I doing here? Who am I? Who are you? (sighs) Members blamed Biden for the situation and shamed him for trying to cast blame on others, including the Afghan military. Many of the members said that America's image was seriously damaged around the world and the West could suffer greatly in the years to come because nations may no longer trust the West to keep its promises. With respect to our allies across the ocean, this is not enough to say. It is not that the West could suffer greatly. The West will suffer. The wind has been sown. The whirlwind will be reaped. And you jokers over there are partly to blame for this. France, England, you want to be quick to throw Biden under the bus? You contributed to this. A whole lot of us voted for Trump and you threw him under the bus because you didn't like his mean tweets either, because you looked down your noses at us as Americans because you're far too civilized, you're far too dignified, you're far too intelligent and enlightened to shake hands and do deals with Trump. He's rude and uncouth, and you don't want to be known for that. Ooh, ball. You had an ally in Trump, except your whole globalist nonsense was more important to you. Your whole multiculturalism nonsense was more important to you. And so this is what you get. You contributed to this. I hope you're happy. Europe, you import 
refugees from the Middle East by the millions and the tens of millions for decades. You lock up your own people when they complain about their women and their daughters, their girls, their sisters, their wives, their mothers being harassed, being assaulted, being raped by gangs of Muslim men. You censor your own people. And then when our president happens to be somebody who wants to do something about this failed idea, this failed paradigm that is the post-war consensus, you're happy to fly blimps over your cities, mocking not just our president, but our country. And this is what you get. Don't, don't point the finger at Biden alone. This is your fault too. Macron, you want to talk about shared moral responsibility? Shared moral responsibility. It's partly your fault, Macron, lords of parliament, that we have this embarrassment. Don't blame this on America. And don't blame this on Biden alone. You helped to create this situation. And Democrats in this country love, they love, love, love trying to get legitimacy from what you jokers in Europe are doing. They want to follow your example. No, 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 no. How about this? How about the Trump folks who had some idea of the difference between holes in the ground and other things? How about those folks? How about we show you how it's done again? Because you've given up on Western civilization. Your self-loathing, your existential crisis, decades long. The Democrats picked up on that and they said, yeah, agreed. Brotherhood of man, America, China, what's the difference? Let's not be racist. Islamists, King Arthur... Martin Luther, who cares? We can't afford to be white supremacists. It isn't about race. It's not about white skin or brown skin or black skin. It's about truth. And the West used to understand the difference between truth and non-truth, between goodness and evil. The West used to stand for something. And what does the West stand for anymore? Lord Dannett. First, notwithstanding his attempted explanation on Monday, the manner and timing of the Afghan collapse is the direct result of President Biden's decision to withdraw all U.S. forces from Afghanistan by the 20th anniversary of 9-11. At a stroke, he has undermined the patient and painstaking work of the last 5, 10, 15 years to build up governance in Afghanistan, develop its economy, transform its civil society, and build up its security forces. The people had a glimpse of a better life. Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. The glimpse of a better life. You mean a life more like the lives the British people live, the American people live, or used to. But when we say it, and we're not a lord in parliament, when we say it, it's racist, of course. Lord Godson has a little bit of optimism. I like what he has to say. The role of the United States has been central to this and the Biden administration have been rightly criticized, I think unanimously. As least 
I have not heard any speaker defend their decision here today. It is a uniquely personal decision of this president. However, the Biden administration are not the totality of America. Through much of my political life, having been born an American citizen, I have noted many pessimistic predictions for the U.S. after previous debacles, although perhaps none quite as serious as this, which rolls in many of the features of past debacles into one fell swoop. But because the Biden administration are not the totality of the United States and its polity, America has an enormous resilience and ability to bounce back, to reappraise, regather, and regroup. Not for no reason did the Daily Wire staff put Lord Gatson's remarks last. We can do better than this, and we must do better than this. Like it or not, whatever nonsense we might want to tell ourselves about America not being the world's police force, it sure beats the alternative. Romans 13 says that the governing authority is instituted by God to be a minister of God, to reward those who do good and to punish those who do evil. We, as Christians in this country, have a responsibility to ensure that our governing authority is used to reward those who do good and to punish those who do evil. And we must, by God's grace, if our number is not up and if our judgment is not at hand, we must repent of the stupid, foolish, ignorant, nonsensical things we've been saying to one another and to ourselves for quite some time, for too long. The truth cannot be relative. And you cannot just trust the experts, particularly when the experts are saying things which are not true. Their expertise, status, must be contingent on validity, merit, truth. But if we have no sense, without a vision, the people perish. With great power comes great responsibility. Or, as Jesus said, to whom much has been given, much will be required. We can do better than this. We must do better than this. Biden should be removed from office. So should Kamala Harris. So should Nancy Pelosi. They should not be leading this country. It is to our eternal shame if we do not remove them from office. Heaven knows they will put up more resistance when it comes to their own political power than they put up in Afghanistan against the Taliban. They care more about themselves than they do about innocent men, women, boys and girls, thousands of miles away. Even our own, even our own citizens in that country, they don't care about. The citizens of our allies' countries, they don't care about. Future generations, they don't care about. Biden, Harris, Pelosi, they're just like Mao. They care about themselves right now. They don't care about who comes after. They don't care about what happens to anybody else, just themselves. They're in it for themselves. We cannot let that represent us anymore. That's all I've got for this episode. Forgive me, Lord, if I am too angry, but at a certain point, be slow to anger has to give way to getting angry about things that we ought to be angry about. And this ought to, if nothing else does, this ought to make us very angry. What is happening? It is absolutely shameful. Thank you for listening, as always. Till next time, God bless.
You've been listening to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM. For more content like what you just heard, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Also check out thegarrettashleymulletshow.com to subscribe to email alerts when new episodes are published. As always, you can reach me with any comments, questions, complaints, objections, or insights at garrettashleymullet at protonmail.com.